Hello, and welcome to the How to Make a Podcast podcast. My name is Casey Ruff from Boundless Body LLC, and I am the host of Boundless Body Radio. Before October of 2020, I was not a podcaster. Now, I have recorded hundreds of episodes featuring incredible guests, created tons of helpful content, and have consistently generated thousands of downloads every month since I began. I'm just a regular dude trying to share a message, and now I'm ready to show you my process, my successes and failures, and everything I've learned along the way to help you start your own podcast. Together, we'll explore the entire process of having a podcasting idea and take it all the way to publishing your first episode and explore all the steps in between. Then, I'll give you all the tools that you will need so you can record as many episodes that you want to release after that. Podcasting is one of the most enriching skills I've ever added to my life, and I've learned a ton by talking with some of my heroes and sharing it with anyone who wants to join us on our journey. So, sit back, grab a notebook, take some notes, and welcome to the How to Make a Podcast podcast. Hey, hey, this is Casey Ruff, and welcome to episode 18 of season two. Today, we are speaking with Alexis Morales. Alexis is a partner at 3Health Metabolic Health and Weight Management and has over eight years of experience in medical weight management as a certified medical assistant and as a certified health coach. Alexis is the co-host of the For Fat Sake podcast alongside Brandy Wiltermuth and Marlene Sexton. Alexis was hosted on our primary podcast, so be sure to check out her story and the story of the For Fat Sake podcast on episode 285 of Balanced Body Radio. Alexis Morales, welcome to the How to Make a Podcast podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm super stoked to be here. It's such a pleasure to have you. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but you know. (laughs) (laughs) Me neither. We're going to talk about podcasting, but we could take this in any kind of direction that we like. Um, It's so great to have you on. I know you have been busy lately. We were recording this on Memorial Day, so you you were kind enough to come in on a holiday to your beautiful space. Oh my goodness. Like You guys just moved into this amazing space. Um, So I know it's been a lot of work, but tell, tell us a little bit about where you are practicing. So we are in Linwood, which is just a suburb kind of right outside of Seattle. So I would say 20 minutes from Seattle. And we're in this beautiful building. We are actually the only office with open air ceilings. Um, So there's no drop downs. You can see it's very industrial looking. And we have huge glass rooms that are soundproof. So it's just this grand, beautiful office that we're allowed to see patients in. I think it really kind of puts us in a different mindset for patients when they come in because it's not sterile and sort of like similar to every other primary care doctor office that they've ever been to. And I love it. I love coming into work. It like motivates me to like, have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love all the little personalized details as well. You were just talking to me a little bit about how you put some of the, your favorite like quotes up on the glass doors and all those little touches just make it so special, don't it? Oh, yes. And it's it's for the patients, too. So like when they're sitting down, it's like this gentle reminder of like, you know, be kind to yourself, have patience, keep going. You know, it's just little steps here and there. And I think that that's really important when we're teaching people or teaching patients new things all the time. And it feels like we say it like 10 times, but sometimes it just takes one moment for it to click for somebody. So having these little reminders around the office, I think hopefully helps 
it click eventually for them. That's really amazing. I absolutely love that. One of my favorite things about doing this podcast, it, we, you know, we talk about podcasting and all the kind of brass hacks and, and you know, the, the hardware and the software and all those things that are really important and, you know, really practical is I, I, I love also crossing into the health space and talking to people who are in, you know, the health world and doing what they do. And, and hopefully other people who maybe aren't very interested in health will take something from these conversations being interested in podcasting and maybe it can help their lives as well. So before we get into the podcast itself, I would love to hear your story and how that relates to what you're doing today. Okay. So I started in weight management eight years ago uh, with Brandy and I was just her medical assistant kind of following around like a little puppy. And I asked her what she was doing with patients because I, I come from a job where I was normally in, in the office with the patient and the doctor. And I wasn't doing that with her. So I asked her, I was like, can I please come in? Like, I'd really love to know what you're talking to patients about. And she allowed me to do that. And I loved the world that it was. I loved like seeing people's lives literally change right before your eyes. They improve, they are more self-confident. And it just was so much more, more rewarding than just being in like basic healthcare where people come in for like the flu. It, weight management is like this whole different beast, right? It's it's not just weight. We, we talk about weight all the time, but it's not just weight. It's so much more than that. And because I loved it, I stuck around. And then Brandy asked me if I wanted to start a business with her. And I was kind of like, ah, you know, I guess <laughs> let's do it. So we did it and we're here now. It's taken a long time, but in part of that journey, we were searching for a way to reach more people because we only had our patient base and we were both listening to true crime podcasts at the time. And we would kind of casually mention it to each other about what we were listening to. And one day she was like, you, we should make a podcast. Okay. Brandy is the idea girl. She has all the great ideas and I'm the make it happen. So me not knowing where to even start because I've never started a podcast or done anything like that. Uh, I figured it out. That's <laughs> it took, yes, it's it, so, and I tell everybody, I'm like, anybody can make a podcast. And I know there's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of audio. That's not great. There's a lot of content. That's not great, but literally anybody can make a podcast. Trust me. If I can do it, you can do it too. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Wow. So that's exactly why I started this podcast. I had been helping some other people kind of get started, but when I was starting as well, same thing. Like I, I, I had to figure all this stuff out from nothing and you grab little bits and pieces, but there was not like one area where you could get a lot of really great information that I could find in a podcast form. And later I found a lot of them, but that's the whole reason we started this is to help people start their own thing and know that they can do it on their own. Yes. Oh my gosh. And you're so right about it being like, you find little bits and pieces here and there because there's no forum, there's no website, there's no book that tells you how to do every single thing. And it's sort of like per preference, right? So you have to kind of figure out like what works for you. Does that type of schedule work for you? Like how committed are you to this? Are you going to be researching? What's your goals? It's so different for each person. And I think that's why there's no like manual out there. And it takes people like you having content that's ever evolving, constantly changing, telling you, you know, what's the best method to do something, uh, which is why I appreciate this platform because we all need that kind of, you know, keeping up with the Joneses kind of thing, you know? 
Totally. Totally. That's a really good point. So uh, since you've gone through that journey, I would love to know where, where did you start? Like you mentioned something that I think is very, very important. Like what is your goal with a podcast? And I think a lot of people want to put out a podcast, but they don't really consider what they want out of it. And so then they get really confused as the podcast is going, whether it's successful or not successful. Um, and so I would love to hear what, what were some of your first steps and how, um, how, in what phase did you really start to consider your goals for the podcast? Was that like the first thing you were thinking about? So one of the goals of the podcast was to give ourselves, our knowledge, our skill set, um, more time to patients because we only have a set amount of time with them during the day. And sometimes they have topics they want to talk about, whether that's intermittent fasting or keto or blood glucose, or that's... Um, we talk about medications like appetite suppressants. Those are all great questions and great conversations, but we don't always have the time to address them. And Brandy wanted a way so that we can talk about it openly and answer all of the questions that maybe we've fielded over the years and get it all out in one audio file so people can absorb that and then hopefully retain it. Um, sometimes we often repeat some stuff and that's on purpose to help remind people. Specifically, it was so that we have a curriculum that we work with patients at. They sort of, they hit certain milestones throughout weight, weight loss and weight management. And we wanted a platform where we could expand on certain things. Like for instance, boundaries and assertiveness. They work with a behavioral person on that and they gain some insight. Well, now let's set up some examples for that. And then we also wanted to make it really personable because we love our patients and we kind of want them to know that we're in this too. We're not just telling you to do these things. We are living this way too. And so we, we do a bunch of experiments on ourselves, of course, and we talk to our patients about it and kind of tell them, you know, the good things, the bad things, and all of the things in between. Because if, if you're not real, then what are you, you know? Yeah, totally. No, that's a really good explanation. I don't ever think I've, I've gotten that answer from somebody. Generally speaking, when we talk to people who are starting their podcast with their business, the podcast is more for like marketing or something. And I really love that approach of like, yeah, we might get some marketing out of it, but you're creating something that lives in, you know, Wonka vision forever. And you can give it to people as needed. Like you got a question about this. Here you go. We've already recorded a great conversation and you can go home and listen to that. Yeah, that's why we call it weight loss conversations because yes, it wasn't necessarily a marketing tool. And we we tried to do that, you know, in the beginning. Like, how how can we market this and, and make it att uh, um, attract more people to us? And we just couldn't. We couldn't figure it out that way. We couldn't make it sound attractive to people. We just needed to make it informative. And in that, it was informative. It was also kind of funny. It was also kind of relaxed and casual. And we liked that. So we weren't super focused on making the most popular podcast. We just wanted it to make it the most content rich podcast that we could yeah. so that it is valuable to patients. And it's not necessarily something that is just 
out there to make money. It's just more of a tool that we use with our patients. Yeah, that's fantastic. I really do appreciate that about your podcast. I feel like a lot of times you, the podcast I love, I get to know the guest quite a bit. Um, and I, you don't really often get to know the host all that much. You do if you listen to a lot of their content. But with the three of you, I really appreciate how you guys are able to have conversations and just really be yourselves and include other things like like you mentioned, like the true crime podcast or like funny stories and just other things. It, it, it makes it extremely approachable and really authentic, I would say. Yeah. And, and part of that is because sometimes patients come in and they think that we have our lives together, you know, because we, we teach people how to live healthier lifestyles and we have this podcast and we have a website and a big fancy office, you know, like we have it together. No, we're like normal people. We like <laughs> are just like you. And we are just, we have a bigger platform to help people and we want to, but we want to share that like, we are just like you and we struggle and we win and it's, we're all the same. So we're sort of like on a team, right? We want you to be part of the team. And we do that. We include our patients on our podcast all the time because we want them to know that we appreciate their stories are important. Their stories inspire other people to make healthy changes in their life too. And it's, it's actually funny because most of our most popular episodes are all of our patient interviews. They're not like the doctors that we've interviewed. It's not the very skilled and intelligent people that we've been able to interview. It's the patients. It's their experience that really kind of pushes us um, to get those listens. I was going to say views, but the listens. (laughs) Yeah, totally. That's such a great point. And I think it's kind of twofold. I think that, you know, for, for a listener listening to those experiences, I think they can understand how powerful that experience is, but think about the person being interviewed. How, how much is that going to hammer home all of the things that they did to be able to achieve those results? They're going to be so much more motivated for the rest of their life. And they're going to be so proud of that podcast and that they were hosted on a podcast. They're going to share with everybody they meet. Has that been your experience? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I think one of my patients, she recently hosted like a party. So when we launched it and it went live, she had her whole family around and they had like a little party where they all listened to it. And she was super proud of it. And I'm, I'm proud of her for being able to do that because she did share some, some things that um, maybe not everybody expects. Like there's certain failures that happen and she kind of went down and then she went back up and then she came back down and that was her story. And that's the story for a lot of people. And that's why we have this platform so we can share, like, not everything is going to go the way that you want it to go. It's not smooth sailing for everybody. Trust me. It's not. Yeah. That's if such, it was, <laughs> wow. <laughs> it could be a lot smoother. <laughs> um, that, yeah. I, I think I, I'm just thinking about like being in that room and feeling like you really know somebody and you know, yeah, this person's gotten a lot of really good results, but understanding that there were, you know, ups and downs and pitfalls and things. I, again, I just find that so authentic and relatable. So I, I, I look forward to those episodes and I really am glad that you guys decided to do that. Um, I'm curious to know, like when you were first getting started, did you have a particular budget in mind when you were starting this where you kind of starting to price things out and trying to prioritize like what things you would need to spend not only your money, but also time on? These are great questions. (laughs) Okay. So Brandy and I, this was our little project and it was separate from three health because we didn't know what was going to happen with it. And so we made it into for fat sake and it was like our little baby and we had no budget. We had uh, no budget, meaning we had no money. And we were like, how do we do this 
for the least amount of money as possible, just in case we fail. <laughs> and so we got it up and running. We had like the software already written into my MacBook, which was very nice. And a lot of the tools available online were free or books were super cheap. And the mics were not very expensive. They were sort of really terrible mics, honestly. We've upgraded since then. But we really didn't have a budget. And all our only goal was like, how do we produce as much content as possible and get it out into the world? Like that was, that was it. And as far as time goes, we tried to do once a week. <laughs> we tried. Um, and then it went to like every other week because it was just too much with patient care and then also trying to do podcasting. But what we realized, and I think this is important for other podcasters to do, is if you do not schedule it, if you just try to like wing it, it's never going to happen. You have to schedule time. You have to set a time time to do. <laughs> you have to set a time, set aside time to do this because if you don't, it, it will never get done. Trust me. And you'll just put it off and off and off. And it you'll never get the types of clients or guests that you want. You'll never get the type of content that you're looking for. And then the other thing that I found is that um, recording. So when you're recording, if you try to over script it or over analyze it or structure this whole podcast, it comes out terrible. We tried. It was way better when we had like an agenda. This is some of the things that we want to touch on. We have questions, you know, that we mark out, but we don't have this like boom, 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 boom list that we have to hit every single one because it always just felt too reality TV scripted, you know, and I needed it to feel a little bit more authentic. So that's my little tidbit from like podcasters is like in, in us, uh, in the, simplest way possible wing it (laughs) but have a goal i guess a little bit of a goal like what do you want to talk about (laughs) well that's a really good point i think there's already been so many really great tips and lots of really great advice for podcasters um so i really appreciate that i i I was curious because i've been on your podcast and the level of research that you guys did on me i felt like you did some kind of like background check and wanted to talk about like when i was 12 my cat mulligan running away or something like wow these guys know a lot about me how are you able to do the research understand your guests and and understand kind of the direction you want the conversation to go but also let it be really um kind of free and authentic without you know being so rigid okay so our research process does include like so when somebody asks to to conversate with us um we kind of do the digging before we even respond and what we're actually looking for is not somebody who's just the exact same mindset We're looking for somebody who maybe has something different or something valuable to offer to your patients, a different perspective. So we do kind of dig deep into their websites, their books, their um, articles that maybe they've written, their podcasts that they've put out there and listen to their content to know, uh, I don't want it to be the same exact thing as what we're putting out because then we're in this echo chamber, right? I don't want to be that. I want to have something different. So we are looking for other people who have different ideas or maybe a different perspective on how to lose weight or um, what it takes to lose weight, what's most important in that sort of sphere. But we do kind of stay within the whole nutrition fitness world. Um, and as far as research goes, we tag team it. So we all do a little bit of peace. So I, <laughs> if you want to know what we did for you, is I assigned Brandy and Marlene specific podcasts. So it's like, you listen to this one, you listen to this one, and I will listen to this one. And then we need to have a meeting and we will reconvene and talk about what we learned. And then we went to the website and okay, you researched this part of this slide, <laughs> this guy's live in this part. And then we 
sort of had a meeting. So we kind of tag team research, which is kind of funny, but it helps us also remain a little bit surprised when we're talking about it because then, well, I didn't necessarily realize that or they can sort of expand on things that they're learning during the podcast. Well, I learned this about you and then maybe I have a question about that. That's a little bit more authentic, I think, than if we all know the answers to the questions that we're answering. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's really great because you're getting different perspectives filtered through different people who are going to see a different topic a different way and take something out of it that's going to create that uniqueness. I love that you make that a priority. It drives me crazy to hear hosts do the exact same podcast that has already been done a million times. And I was guilty of that really early on. We landed a great guest, somebody I really looked up to, um, a doctor in the low carbohydrate hydrate space, Dr. Sean Baker, and he does a lot of podcasts. I know it was number like 20. I was so stoked. I, you know, I, I'm a, um, a carnivore coach on his website and, you know, I've, I've technically, I guess, worked for him in a way for a year at that time. And I remember re-listening to the conversation afterwards and understanding, like, I just, I didn't make this unique at all. This sounds like every other podcast that he's done because I asked him the same questions that he's already answered so many times. And it was a real bummer. And frankly, I hope I get another shot at interviewing him again to be able to create something unique. But I do think that's so, so critical is to really think about how are you going to tell a different story than one that has already been told so many times? Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love that because these, okay. The low carb community, the nutrition community, it's a really small world. And yes, you will see a lot of interviews that are exactly the same. So it's, I guess it is absolutely important that you kind of find <laughs> maybe like information that nobody knows about, or maybe it's just a personal question, right? But if you are so super rigid about these questions that you ask all these people, then your podcast is going to be super stale. And, and if you're giving the same answers over and over again, people just tune out. I mean, they're, they're there to learn. I, at least in my experience, when I'm listening to podcasts, that's what I'm doing. I'm learning. I'm trying to learn a new thing while I'm doing something else because I just can't sit still. But yes, I love that. I love that you sort of recognize that right away. Like, okay, this doesn't sound any different than anybody else. How can I make this different? Um, one of the things that we do and we're not consistent, and I think that makes it better, is we try to ask a question that is meaningful uh, to them and to us. So recently, that question was, um, who do you look up to and why? Like, Or who inspires you and why? Because I think it's important to sort of step, take a step back and acknowledge those types of people because they are how you got where you are right now. And so a lot of times it's people's parents or their spouse or it could be anybody. It could be a superhero that's an imaginary character. It doesn't matter. But I think taking people outside of that box, out of that space, can put a little bit different uh, flavor into your podcast rather yeah. than asking the same types of questions. Yeah, no, I love that. In fact, when, I, when I'm preparing for my podcast, so I have my introduction that's already like typed out and everything, um, I use that for my show notes. So I can just copy from Word everything that I said on the intro and I just paste it in. So that my show notes are done besides all the linking that I need to do. I'll then have like maybe some topics or questions that I've jotted down and things that I want to ask you. So I was going to ask you, you know, about having three hosts and the, you know, the, the 
the benefits of, of getting all those perspectives, but also I have written well, like written down here, like tell me a time that that didn't go so well, which I would love to ask you in a little bit. Um, <laughs> but I also have a list of questions that are just, I think, interesting questions that I've stolen from other people or other podcasts over time. And it's like, it's just like a party game kind of a question of like, what are you really grateful for? Or what's a proverbial mountain you've crossed recently that just can maybe elicit an interesting response from anybody really. And sometimes like if my podcast is, you know, running out of steam and I need to keep it going somehow, I'll go to that list and find something there. Um, but, (laughs) but I love the level of research that you guys do. I love creating the unique conversations that you create. You've already mentioned time and yes, you absolutely need to consider the time that you're going to spend, um, creating those conversations. And so tell us a little bit about what you learned, um, especially early on when starting your podcast, what really surprised you as far as like where you needed to spend more time than you thought you did. Editing takes hours. (laughs) Editing takes hours. (laughs) Um, I didn't think it would be that hard. Uh, It's very hard uh, and it takes a skilled person to do that. Um, I've had to definitely take a couple of classes and lessons on mics specifically on how to record people correctly. And that's come from a couple insights from friends too, because I really didn't know what I was doing. So spending time on researching products for the types of podcasts that you're doing. So there's no one size fits all mic. There's no thing that is for everybody. And they say there are, there are a few mics that you can use for a bunch of different purposes. But if you're out in the field doing interviews for people, that's a different mic. And and if that's on your podcast, if you're inside in a studio, that's a different mic. If you're in a space like this, where we have a lot of open space, we do not have like, you know, soundproof walls or anything like that. Um, that's a different mic. And then if you're doing an interview like face to face with somebody, you can use a different mic for that. I don't know. I, I don't know if that's necessarily useful, but like researching those types of things, uh, that's where I spent a lot of time because I needed to figure out if, if we're going to be interviewing patients, what type of mic is going to be best for that so that the, the quality of the audio is the best that it can be, but also captures sort of the patient and highlights them rather than they're just sort of a sound note. Does that make any sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. On the microphones, I, again, I couldn't agree more. My dad works in TV. He interviews, you know, people in, in sports games or whatever in, in the NBA. And, and uh, you know, he had an extra mic laying around a station. I'm like, great, I'm starting a podcast. Can I just steal this mic? He said, yeah, it's fine. And I could not get the settings right. It was not appropriate for podcasting. It's totally different. Yep. You got to figure out like what your uh, venue is, right? Like what, what is your platform or not platform, but like, what is your space? Yep. Figure out your space and where you're going to record it. Yep. Like it has to be kind of consistent so that the sound sounds consistent because yep. it will matter. Yep. Trust me. That drives me <laughs> bananas when a podcast will do like a separate intro that sounds completely different from an ad that they keep running. That sounds completely different from the interview that they do. You can tell the consistency is just all over the place and it is very distracting. I think it really steals your attention away from what's really, truly important. Yeah. Cause it, cause then the, the listeners, right. Adjusting the volume. And they're like, what is going on? Like, is this a different episode? Like what's happening? Yeah. Yes. Totally. Totally annoying. Okay. So editing, editing was very time consuming. Have you gotten better at the process over time? If so, how, and what tools do you use to edit? Okay. So with editing, um, I just use GarageBand. Don't come at me. Um, but I use better mics now, which have definitely helped. And 
Oh, when it comes to editing, I am editing mostly Brandy. Sorry, Brandy. She has a lot of like snaps in her voice so or ticks. I'm looking for those. And what I do to edit them throughout a podcast, especially if, if um, it's going to be a long one, I will write down the time on the recording stamp where it occurred so to help me identify it later. So smart. Uh, because I don't, I don't want to distract from like what's happening in the interview. Of course not. But I also don't want to waste time searching for those things later. Yep. And that's what I do. Or if, um, say, my person I'm interviewing didn't like what they said and they sort of started over and I just need to go back and like edit that part out, I just write down the time. And that's worked for me. And some people like to sit there and listen to the entire thing. But for me, that's kind of a waste of time. I'm looking at the points that, I, that I'm recognizing need to be edited. And then I will go back and edit those. Because listening to an hour podcast, I will nitpick every single thing. And I will rip that podcast apart and it will not sound good in the end. Yep, totally. Totally. That's another thing I learned from my dad, actually, when he would cover like golf tournaments. If you were with a cameraman, you would write down when something would happen and make a note because there's multiple cameramen covering a really long event that could take hours. Who's going to go through and watch all of that? They need to cut right to the chase, get right to the highlight, all the most important stuff. And I wasn't doing that initially for my podcast. And you're right, like to go through an entire hour long podcast and edit it, then absolutely not. You want to timestamp it, go right to that spot, make your edit and move on. I think that's a great tip. And you were using GarageBand. Yeah. Um, I am which, using GarageBand, Which yeah. is uh, Mac, correct? Mac, yep. Um, how was the learning curve to be able to do that? <laughs> it was a big curve. It was a big <laughs> curve. Um, I, did, I watched a lot of YouTube videos. Mm. Um, and then I also actually talked to one of my friends who's a, he's a film producer. And he used it before. He uses Audacity now, but... He had used it before and showed me a lot of tricks with like the gain and like voice or uh, excuse me, noise reduction and sort of figuring out like the balances and understanding like what that meant because I'm looking at all these controls like, I don't know, auto. (laughs) And then we have people like, you know, Brandy and Marlene who have totally different types of voices. Brandy is very mousy and Marlene is very deep and loud and me, I'm just loud in general. So figuring out how to adjust each mic individually was very helpful. Um, for people just starting out, it's, it's going to sound rough if you just put everything on auto. Yes. So put some, put some effort into like learning what it takes to record specific people, like what distance they should be at. And then doing a lot of testing. I can't tell you how many times that I've like started a podcast and all we're doing for 20 minutes straight is making sure the audio sounds good. Mm. That's it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So with the YouTube videos, how long do you assume, uh, how much time do you assume you spent watching those YouTube videos? Was this like an hour on a weekend? Was this like 10 hours? Like what kind of investment in time should somebody be thinking about as far as your experience goes? Um, I'd probably say an hour a week. Okay. Nice. That sounds pretty, pretty good. I mean, If I'm learning something new, especially in that beginning, I'd say maybe three hours in the very beginning I was spending on YouTube a week. And then now it's probably around one hour a week that I'm trying to learn other things. Uh, When we got into the the lav mics, I really, really struggled with that. Uh, So that... Yeah, it takes a couple hours. I don't know. your, Your listeners here, they're looking for like time... I guess, timestamps or, you know, to know exactly how much time is being spent on a podcast. It's much more than you think. 
And if you don't schedule it out, you won't get everything done. Yeah. So true. So true. Um, Last week I ran into a problem where I had done basically like three or four days in a row of different episodes and um, our Wi-Fi went out. And so we had to have somebody come and fix it. And that was really disruptive. And, and, I always have the practice of like, if I record today, I get all the editing and processing and everything done today. I hate when it carries over the next day because then I forget stuff. I'm not as sharp. I, you know, you just kind of forget how the conversation went and you forgot, you forget certain tags and things like that. And, and yeah, if I don't, if I don't in my head plan out, okay, this afternoon when I sit down on my laptop, this is what I'm going to be working on. It might take me 30, 40 minutes, but I know I'm going to do it today. That makes it so much easier to stay on top of. Um, so I do think that's a really big tip. I want to talk also about something that you guys use as a tool to help you with finding guests, not only finding guests, but also to be guests on other people's show. And I can't remember which one exactly you guys signed up for, but the way that I found you was through a podcast matching website. And I can't remember if it was Podmatch or if it was Podbooker. It was one of the websites you can go on, you can create a profile, you can talk about your show, not only to host somebody, but to be a guest. Can you talk about how you found that and how has that been helpful for you? Okay, so Podbooker is how we found Podbooker. each other. Okay. Very useful. Yes, because you can sort of put in these these tags and categories of like podcasts that you listen to or the type of podcast you are or type of podcast that you're looking for, which is very nice. And then matchmaker.fm. That's the other one that we use. And we found out through people sort of soliciting through our emails because like was, like I said earlier, like we weren't really marketing this podcast. It was just a tool that we use for patients. So it wasn't like we were seeking out how to be more popular or how to get more people on. We just started incorporating people that we knew, um, that we've met before. So like Dr. Joan Iflin, I saw you just put out a new episode. She's I was amazing. Gonna listen to this morning. She's amazing. I know. Oh my God. I love so her. So awesome. So we interviewed her because she's in the Seattle area and we were going to keto dinners with her and um, keto Carol used to be a nutritionist who used to live in the area. She moved to Arizona, but she would organize these beautiful keto dinners at different restaurants and Dr. Joan Eflin would come. And so we had already established a relationship with her and met her at a conference. And so they're just people that we know. And it sort of expanded on that. Like, Brandy would say, we should get so-and-so on the podcast. And before Matchmaker and Podbooker, I'm just like personally emailing these people. Hey, we'd love to have you. We'd love you. (laughs) Please come on our podcast and talk with us. We would love to ask you all these questions and um, show our patients like more about you and why you're important, why we use your materials in our clinic. Um, Like Dr. Judith Beck would be amazing to have on the podcast or... Dr. Sean Baker or Dr. Nyman, who's here, actually. Yeah, that's He's right. in Bellevue. That's right. Wow, so cool. <laughs> You're so lucky. I've never, with Joan Ifland, have you ever met a 30-year-old trapped in a 7-year-old's body? She has so much energy and vibrancy, and you could tell she's got at least another 70 years left in her. <laughs> yes. Have you ever seen her at a conference where she's like up there and she's talking about all her points during no, her No, I can't even imagine. Amazing. Wow. Captivating. She kept me like, I was amazed. That's I was amazing. amazed. And I tell people about her all the time. And I was like, you have no idea where the food industry has come from. And it is horrible. Let Dr. Joan Eflin tell you because it is 
mind blowing to the average person to understand that like the tobacco industry is now influencing how you eat. Yeah. Just so you know. Wow. That's so crazy. Such a crazy story. Um, okay. Another really good point that I love, like I said, you, you're dropping just knowledge bombs. I really appreciate all the advice when you're reaching out to people. You said you've done it two ways. You do emails, you'll call somebody out. Um, you've also used the pop or website. First of all, first question would be like, which one do you find was more successful? And second of all, I, I don't, think we can highlight enough the importance of something that you just said, that when you write an email to somebody, you don't just say, hey, come be on our podcast. You say, hey, such and such, you're awesome. I love your content, specifically X, Y, and Z. Would you like to be featured on our show? Those are two completely different things. Yes. So we're pointing out things that we love about them. And then I also talk about what we're doing here. Because a lot of people are not doing what we're doing. Incorporating behavioral is the um, the difference between us and a lot of other weight managed practices. So like Dr. Tro, he's in um, New York and we reached out to him via Twitter actually, because we saw all of his stuff and we're like, that's us on the East coast. We want to be like him, you know? So we told him all the things that we were doing and how we could be like him. We were like, we want to be like you come on our podcast and talk to us. And he was willing to do that. So it was more of like, Hey, look, what we're doing. Can you help us do better? Like it looks like you're doing really well with patients because let me tell you, I know this is very niche. It's very specific to me, but like, there's no shortage of people who need to lose weight. There's none. So like when we look at these other practitioners and other people in the world that are trying to help other people live healthier lives, I don't see them as a competition. There is no shortage of patients or clients. Okay. We all want to work together to make this world a better place, a healthier place, And we want people to have access to more or healthier decisions. And if we're working together with other practitioners who have different ideas, that's great. All of it, all of it is just knowledge. We're just building knowledge. And I think, I don't know, I'm not looking at them as um, sort of like a follow for follow kind of thing. It's more of like, what can you offer to the table that will light up my patient's eyes, you know, or show them like, we are not the only people doing this. Like this is amazing because I love what I do and I, and I love seeing other people do it. And I just want us to be this huge, big cult where we tell everybody how to live. (laughs) I love that. Okay. So that right there, just, just for the listener, or if you're watching, you saw me write something down. That was me timestamping you saying something really awesome that I know I can go back to that spot and make a sound bite. That's going to sound amazing. I just saw how lit up you got, how excited you were. You, you, you had some amazing advice. And so now by timestamping that, I know I can go right back to that spot and capture that and use that for social media. That's amazing. I love that. So much of podcasting to me has really highlighted um, it, it's almost like a microcosm of, of how human communication should work anyway. Like podcasting has taught me to be a better listener. It's taught me to say, um, slightly less than I do <laughs> if I'm not conscious of it, which is like 60,000 times an hour. It's, you know, it's taught me to reach out to people and be really cordial and polite and approach people in that way. This is not a competition. This is, you know, us creating something and, and, you know, really highlighting my guests and talking about them it really helps. And it helps all forms of communication in the rest of life. I love what you just said there about like learning to listen because absolutely when you're podcasting, if you're not paying attention, you will miss it and you will look really stupid when there's dead space on that air. You have to be listening to you, to whoever's there with you and it's super important and it's helped me in my personal life too. Okay, stop. 
wait, listen to what they're saying, think about your response, and then formulate, you know, a an intelligent response rather than, okay, it's not conversation where you're in person, you're just like in passing. Like you're trying to have an intelligent, valuable conversation kind of for somebody else. And so if you're sort of passive and you're not engaging and not, quite frankly, not entertaining, people are going to tune out and your podcast will just go down the drain. You have to listen. You have to listen in order for it to be successful. I love that. The most used button on my podcast mixer is my own mute button, which I try to lay on all the time. How great would life be if we all had mute buttons and we could just activate it anytime? I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) So much better. Stop talking. Just listen to what I'm saying. And then your own mute button, right? You have to like tell yourself, stop talking, let them finish. You know, because you will see it in people's faces a lot of times. You will see them waiting for their chance to speak. They're not listening to you. They're waiting to speak next. And that, I think, is where we need to get away from. We have to just calm down. Okay? Life is not a rush. It is not life or death right now in a conversation. Just listen and then respond like a normal human being. Love that. And again, carrying that on to the rest of your life is so pivotal and valuable when so many people are completely unconscious about that and they're just waiting to inject whatever their thoughts are versus actually listening to the person that's talking. I, yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. I think that's wonderful advice. Um, I am going to go back to the question that I was going to ask you earlier. We three hosts, this, that can be a challenge. Um, how has that gone to have three different people all asking questions? And when, when was there a time when it didn't really go that well? Okay. So everybody has their role and we all understand our roles. I am the comedic relief. And I ask the questions. I often ask the questions because I am in the, uh, let's say pseudo chair for patients. Like I kind of pretend to be the patient in some cases. And and a lot of times, maybe I know the answer to the question I'm asking. And then Brandy is the medical person. So anything that's related to anything medical, Brandy's responding, Brandy's, um, illustrating or uh, basically speaking on it. And then Marlene is our behavioral lady. She's like the smartest woman I've ever met. And anything related to mental health, she knows about it. And she just always, 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 always has these little helpful nuggets of information that just light you up inside. You're like, wow, I never thought about it that way. And it's just so incredible. So we, we all have these roles, right? Like in a conversation, when we're interviewing somebody, depending on where the conversation is going, that's who's going to be interacting. Now, where it's gone bad is where we have like an interview with somebody who's super techie. Uh, Take for instance, uh, Jim Howard. He's the CEO of Biosense. We did an interview with him and it was great. Super fun. Brandy and I are both nerds. I'm using comedy. Brandy's like talking shop, the whole medical data point stuff with him. It's awesome. Marlene has very little space in this type of podcast. Her, her knowledge, her tool set does not apply and it, it doesn't work well in those types of podcasts. So sometimes we won't have her there like at all because she doesn't offer any valuable insight into the conversation that we're having. It's nothing against Marlene because I could be gone. That won't happen. But <laughs> Brandy, Brandy could be gone too where like her, her advice or insight is not necessarily... Uh, needed for that type of conversation. So like if I'm having a conversation with a patient about their depression or anxiety and how it's affected their life, that's a better conversation to be having with both me 
and Marlene rather than having with with Brandy in there. Does that make does that make sense? Perfect sense. And is it because you guys work together so closely as a team, you're able to not only understand that, but also um, not have it affect you personally? Like like I'm I'm assuming Marlene doesn't take it personally if we say, "Hey, we're going to talk to this guy. It's probably not your cup of tea. Like you can go chill out. We're going to do this," and she doesn't get like personally offended by that. Oh yeah. Marlene's super chill. She doesn't care. And she gets it too. And she understands like it would just be her sitting there sort of listening. And she's happy to do that on her commute home after I've published it. <laughs> <She's> <laughs> like, I'll great. listen to it next week. You know? <laughs> that's great. No, I think that's really interesting to incorporate and really understand the last conversation we had with Miles um, Riley. He um, is also a co-host of an episode and he is more like the color commentator in that podcast. There's the leader, you know, Steve Cutler, who does most of the questions and he's just there to add interesting angles. And it's, it's not whether he's asking more questions or less. It's about understanding what his role is and how he can bring really interesting interesting nuances into the conversation, which I think is really important to consider. And you guys have clearly done that. Um, I wonder if you have, if you had like a minute with somebody who said, Oh, wow, you do a podcast. I'm thinking about doing a podcast. What's, what's some simple advice you would want to give me? What would be one of the, the, the top one or two things that you would tell somebody as far as advice for getting started with podcasting? Um, I think the first question would be why. And the second would, do you have, 10 hours a week to spend on it. Mm. Cause it is a commitment if you want it to be successful in any regard. Um, but I guess my advice would be to talk to somebody who has a podcast. I definitely did. I actually reached out to one of the true crime podcasts that I was listening to and asked them a little bit of input on what things I should be looking at first. And one was Mike's and the other was like, what's your topic going to be? <laughs> And so it was just like reaching out to other people in that field. Um, something that I always say to people is the answer is always no, unless you ask. So people are always happy to ha- share information. Maybe not everybody, but a, the majority of people are happy to offer advice. So if you are looking to get into podcasting or that field, just ask somebody. Even if you think that they are just totally untouchable, they're on a different planet, email them, call them if you can. You know, you never know if they're going to respond, but you got to send out all those ships because not all of them are going to come back, but some of them might, and they might bring treasure. Yeah. So true. Oh, I love that. That's so very well said. And I couldn't agree more. I'm so grateful for the people that I asked early on. And I'm assuming that if somebody reached out to you and said, Hey, like, tell me about this. Like, can we do like maybe a 30 minute call? You would be more than willing to share your time. I found, I found that the two people that have been the most like generous with their time has been entrepreneurs as we started our business and podcasters. They're just so passionate about this because it is a lot of work. It is expensive. It takes a lot of yet mentality and and learning and growing over time that the people that really stick with it are the people that are most happy to share that information with other people. Yeah, because this isn't a competition like you We're all trying to help each other grow. Yep. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Well, this has been an amazing conversation. Tell uh, the listener where they can go to find you, to where they can go to find your podcast, and uh, yeah, what they can expect when they find you. So you can find me and all of my wonderful partners on three on our website. It's three dot health. There's no dot com. It's just three spelled out dot health. And you can find all of our podcast episodes on there too. If you're looking for for fat's sake, just type it into any platform that you're listening it to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Heart Radio, doesn't matter. For fat's sake podcast with Brady Walterman and Alexis Morales and Marlene Sexton now.
So exciting. That is awesome. So excited for you. So excited for your new space. Um, absolutely love your podcast. So please keep it going. It's really awesome and very authentic and, and really endearing. And I really love it. So Alexis, thank you so very much for all of your work and all the research that you've done. And thank you for taking time to be on our show today. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Casey. This has actually been really fun. I was super nervous. So I'm glad this was great. <laughs> tell it all. You did great. That was a lot of fun. You gave us a lot of really great tips and a lot of great advice. So thank you so much. Good. Now get out there and go podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you for listening to the How to Make a Podcast podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a rating and review on Apple. Also, be sure to check out the show that made all of this possible, Boundless Body Radio, where we provide tons of helpful and informative content, feature incredible guests, and talk all about health and wellness. Cheers, and thank you for joining us on the How to Make a Podcast podcast.